Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive Wild Card Weekend. Uh, was really something there. WCW. Oh, yeah. WCW. Did, every, did, did all four, I guess the Colts game started on hot. I was going to say, like, there was kind of a theme there of teams, like, sometimes both teams just starting slow this game sucks it's boring but then you had you know the drama in Chicago you had Lamar with the ball and it, you know driving to win before he fumbled it or you know last drive there and then honestly I don't know if there was that much drama as far as the straight up in Seattle but boy if you had pretty much any total or side and maybe even the second half stuff I guess I don't know about that tease as well well yeah second t the tease the the two second and a half, half. second half, half, two o- and half over second half on, over uh, go play with us and second half over yeah it was, all came down to yeah, that there was a drive ton, from Seattle ton of ton of drama late yeah um okay tough to even know where to start with my biggest takeaway but I think I think there's a pretty clear theme in these results and that is that experience matters. And the more experienced quarterback, the more experienced coach uh, was able to come away with victories uh, pretty much across the board, uh, with the exception, I guess, of that Cowboys-Seahawks game. And that one was pretty fluky because it was just a poorly called game by both coaches, I felt like. Um, but, um, you know, we came into this weekend knowing that Deshaun Watson – Lamar Jackson and Mitch Trubisky were all at home making their first ever playoff starts. Not only do all three go off as favorites and fail to cover the spread, they lose outright. Um, and to a degree, I felt like you could point some fingers at Matt Nagy for the way that the play, the, the way that the, uh, the bears offensive approach was structured in that game against the Eagles. I felt like they were, they lacked the aggressiveness that we, we saw from them at important times during the regular season uh, with the Houston Texans and Bill O'Brien. I thought they completely lacked, um, you know, strategy and, and, and important, you know, and, and, and making good decisions in their, their game plan approach. I know they were behind the eight ball for most of that game. So that changes things, but um, Bill O'Brien certainly didn't cover himself in glory with the way that that Colts Texans game went down. Um, Pete Carroll and Jason Garrett was kind of a joke off, I guess. Uh, you know, Cowboys move on and probably live next week against the Rams. We'll get into that in a second. Um, and then Anthony Lynn, the Chargers, it was like they did everything they tried to do to keep give the Ravens a chance to get back into that game. Uh, it takes a last, you know, a last second uh, uh, strips sack of, uh, or, you know, last second strip of Lamar Jackson uh, to sock that one away for the Chargers. Um, you know, when they're up, what were they up? 23 10 at one one point you probably think okay this is uh this one's over uh yet sure enough Lamar Jackson had the ball and had time uh to score the game when he touched down in that one so pretty uh pretty entertaining weekend of games um not super profitable for me but I didn't lose money thanks to our three and oh periscope second half picks which is pretty cool. scope plays half scope, plays scope plays have been pretty good um pretty sad for scope your plays. bears future you want to talk me through how that uh, the end of that Bears Eagles game went down and how in the F Nick Foles, big dick, big pick Nick Foles, how does he come away with a win in this game? The fourth and freaking goal. 
it converts it with no problem. Yeah, that's just yeah, you you, you gotta well and honestly, like even more than that, the time management, which we made the jokes about the Andy Reid uh, coaching tree as far as just having no idea like what a timeout is and how to use it to properly properly identifying times to maybe spike the ball rather than use timeouts. Like the, the whole end of the game was just a freaking time debacle. Yeah, they needed to have that one timeout in um, that their pocket. And, but uh, it sucked. And, I did. Yeah, I, yeah, I took some. The, I took some Eagles plus, you know, on the spread just to just to take the take the edge off in case that uh, shit did go wrong. It sucks. Did it, it's nice to cover your cover your ass, especially when there's six point middle there where you can have the Bears moving on and the Eagles covering. That would have been a dream to get that field goal to go. Through, yeah, but, especially yeah. You know, if, uh, you can't. Parky, uh, perfect. You can't can't have everything the, win. What was the call? Double doink. Um, I don't recall ever seeing a double, double doink. doink. <laughs> you ever seen that before? And especially in like a last second kick, let alone last second. I think in the playoffs. I think I've seen one go through. I think the uh, Bears need to draft. No, kicker. that was <laughs> like that was it was just it just. It just made that kick longer. Like the the moment just got stretched out like two more seconds as it was rattling around for what felt like forever. That had to be that had to be so brutal. Like, yeah, great, you know it sucks to lose my future, but man, just to like be be Cody Parkey or involved heavily with that team. That's it's uh, it's rough. There's only one team going to be around in a few weeks. So it's it's going to happen to seven more teams. That's a good point, man. Um, okay, but uh, no, well, that uh, I thought uh, I thought there was some I thought there were some parallels between the the Bears game and the Ravens game at the end. There were, I mean, the the conservative play calling sucked, and then it, it was a, a tad different as you know the Chargers were up by a bunch of points and playing a little softer. But you know, once they opened things up for Lamar, or they decided to throw downfield a little bit with Mitch. You know, it worked a lot better than just running into the line twice and trying to convert a third and eleven every time. Like yeah, it man. just kind of goes to show that running on first down is usually a pretty horrific idea. So is running into stack boxes and both teams. teams. I haven't looked at those stats. Yeah, I haven't looked at those stats. Yeah, I feel like the coaches and the offensive coordinators when they go back. Well, and honestly, the, the char- like good for the Chargers. That was something. Yeah, and, and um, you know the Chargers moved on, but uh, like the first and goal play calling there, that was rough. Awful. It was awful. Um, yeah, Chargers left points on the field without a doubt. They get a comfortable twenty three seventeen win. Um, I guess let's start with the Colts. Let's go chronologically. Colts because Colts play on Saturday. Uh, the first game on Saturday here too. Colts and Andrew Luck um, were. You know, that was a, an old fashioned ass kicking. Um, first half of that game was 21 nothing Indianapolis. Um, they had, you know, Colts had a, a turnover in the red zone on top of that. It could have been even more of a, of a, a blowout there. Um, and, you know, they caught the Texans defense flat footed in the first half of that one. Uh, every time Andrew Luck needed a, uh, a third down conversion through the air, he did what most teams and most quarterbacks ought to do, and he threw it 
it just passed the sticks to his best receiver. Like why that concept is lost on these guys when they're facing third and medium is beyond me. But I, you know, again, with the running into stack boxes and the throwing the ball behind the uh, line to gain uh, on third and medium, I, so many up uh, so many times I saw it this weekend, I just lost count, but Colts were not one of those cases. When the Colts needed a first down, it felt like every single time T.Y. Hilton was you know open just past the line of game. Andrew Luck found him with ease. That connection is quite hot, and they now take their their uh, traveling uh, the traveling um, you know circus for Indianapolis now heads to Kansas City. Uh, third week in a row for them on the road. Um, this is gets tough. You know, they won on the road against the Titans to get into the playoffs. They went on the road uh, in Houston to secure their spot in the divisional round. Can Andrew Luck and company pick up a third straight win on the road against the Chiefs team? And the Pat Mahomes, who, if we are sticking with what we've seen so far in terms of indications about the playoffs, has not started a playoff game to this point in his young career and may show some of the nerves that we saw from the other debutantes. Uh, so to speak, this weekend. Colts live dogs? Well, I mean, I absolutely believe they're live dogs. They they look great. It was concerning in the second half when they went a little conservative, but granted, they were up big. But uh, on offense like that, they can go punch for punch with a, especially, I mean, there were injuries and it maybe it wasn't as tough as it was in the past. But I'd say the Texans' defense is a lot better than the the Chiefs' defense. Like we've been over that. Uh, yeah, it's not. It shouldn't be. It's you know. It's hard to say, but it shouldn't be a problem for the Colts. Again, get protection for luck and just matriculate down the field through the air and score. The, I mean, I've already bet the over in this game. Oh, discretion. Full discretion, but uh, yeah, it, both teams are going to score, and I think the Colts will be right there at the end because they, it's it's the teams that have beaten the teams that have beaten the Chiefs, they, the ones that go punch for punch and end up with a fighter's chance at the end. Yeah, Where, and if you get any, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess any uh, any okay, two two more more specific questions. Then. One, do we expect Pat Mahomes, presumptive MVP of the league? Uh, to look more settled, more together, uh, more composed than the other first-time playoff starting quarterbacks? And if so, why? I don't know if we do. I mean, it's still a huge spot. Another, just another, not a rookie, but a first-time starting quarterback in the playoffs in a big, big spot, especially the way he's played in other big spots. The Rams game, the Patriots game, honestly, even the Ravens game. It's it's not like he was terrible, but he just wasn't able to get it done. And, and you do you do have to put that on his defense too. That's the tough part. Like he can't go out there and play free safety. <laughs> you know, he might go out there and have a great game and they still might, they still might not be able to get it done just because that defense gives up like 38 to luck in the Colts. You know, it, it's, it, it, it's tough to just put all the blame on him, especially ahead of time like this. But yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think it is, a, it's a tough spot. He, he's shown that, uh, I mean, they've beat the tar out of bad teams and they've struggled a little with good teams. And I think the Colts are, you know, 
third straight road game. We talked about that already, and that's not easy, but the Colts are brimming with confidence, and that offense looks good. Luck is just getting untouched. He's got um, time to time to read back there. Okay. I mean, so, you, you talked about the scheme. You talked last time about the scheme, how they have a different, uh, you know, a little more schematically themed uh, as far as you want, like the pass rush. They're going to mix it up a little. It's not just Watts coming for you off the edge. What's the I final score? I don't know if I just don't know if it matters. Uh, probably what 34 28, 34 31. I think it's close. It's within, it's not like I don't think there's a blowout either way. I think it's within a touchdown at the end. Interesting. And basically on the back of Colts answering every time the Chiefs do something, Colts will be able to answer. Or if the Colts get ahead early in the game, they'll be able to keep their noses ahead every time the Chiefs answer. Something like that. Back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Um, Colts, we mentioned this already. This is their third straight roadie. Um, there's been examples in the past where teams have won three straight in the road in the playoffs. It's really flipping hard. Um, the only, I guess the only off the top of my head, the one I can remember was the six seed Steelers uh, did it three games in a row. The third being the AFC title game. Uh, when they did it, when they won back in, I don't know, what was that, 05, maybe? Uh, ben Roethlisberger's second year? I don't remember. Um, but they... A long uh, time ago. Yeah, that was one where Jerome Bettis, and they beat Eli, they beat uh, Peyton Manning in Indy. You remember that? Um, I can't remember who they won there. They won on the road as a wild card, uh, and then they went to Indy and beat the one seed, and then they went to Denver and beat the two seed. Um this is, you know, and, and but then I can think of another example of the white hot Packers winning two in a row on the road and then going to Atlanta and just getting their freaking doors blown out. Oh, because, yeah. You know, you remember like everybody was like, yeah. everybody was sick and like they had, to, you know, so anyway, I, all I'm trying to ask is if Indy is feeling some of the fatigue of traveling, um, and they haven't had to travel particularly far. It's not like the Chargers who had to go west to all, you know, full full L.A. to Baltimore, now full L.A. to uh, New England. Do we know if they're going to stay on the East Coast? We haven't really confirmed that yet. So did did you see what I put in the DMs there? Yeah, I thought it was my a good idea. idea. I thought it was a very good idea. I love that. He, you, go to, you fly down to Raleigh. It's like an hour jump. And you practice yeah. You let you let Rivers practice at NC State because I'm sure they'd be more than happy to let uh, Philip come back home. Oh, without doubt, and practice for the week, and they and they can just hang out in North Carolina, get ready, and then probably what hour and a, maybe hour and a half up to up to Boston. Yeah, it's an easy flight. Yeah, that's it's pretty I, I wouldn't go to the West Coast. I, I absolutely would not go to the West Coast. Like if, if I'm the Chargers, I stay on the East Coast. I concentrate on football. You just you leave the women and children behind and you get after it because this is huge. Just a huge game. You don't have that many more years left to fill. Yeah, that's true. Okay, those are good points. Let me uh, okay, but going back to the Colts, if the if the Colts are showing any sign of fatigue, and I'm not hundred percent sure I'm ready to subscribe to it that they will because it's a freaking young team and they're not really traveling that much. Uh, but if they do show signs of fatigue, how would you expect that to manifest in terms of the way the game is played out? Any thoughts? Probably, 
probably the defense. <laughs> I mean, and that's going to be an issue anyway. It's it's been a better defense than it was at beginning of the year, but Kansas City's still scary on offense, and that's another reason where I have no problem betting this over. I think the Colts are get a good sporting chance to win this game, but I think both teams just flying downfield into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah, I mean, I mean, how do, how do you how do you rank fatigue as far as which unit would be fatigued? I honestly um, think it's mostly on the defensive side. Yeah. So fatigue really starts to become like super, like much less of a factor in the last quarter of the season and in the postseason, in my opinion, uh, for football at least. Just like players get used to it, other things start to matter more. Who's healthy? You know, who's carrying injuries? That sort of stuff. Um, but if it manifests. I would expect you see uh, the defense has a tough time keeping up with guys like Tyree Kill and and Kelsey, and uh, I think you would see it manifest in some soft, uh, some soft defense and Kansas City getting a little bit easy pickings on the scoreboard, which is why I don't uh, I don't uh, mind your over bet. That was that was a good early grab. I think that closes closer to fifty eight. I think that will continue to steam as we get more information on how healthy Indianapolis is and people kind of talk themselves into being a live dog. Um, I think Colts team total over might be a decent look too, just in case we do see Mahomes no show a little bit, like we saw some of these other debutants. Um, debutant, Or at least maybe, maybe Mahomes no shows in the first half. So maybe, you know, I mean, and, and there's been a pretty clear trend of, you know, first half under second half being relatively more wide open and higher scoring. The exception being that Colts Texans game, which was over by halftime. Um, but yeah, let's talk, uh, let's move down the card. One tick. I uh, don't want to give away all of our uh, thoughts on the, this handicap for the divisional playoff weekend. Cause we have a outstanding guest to help us handicap that all this week on the longer format version of the deep dive. Um, Let's talk about the Cowboys Saturday night. Cowboys get it done against Seattle. It was a pretty spectacular game from a betting standpoint, as you mentioned in the intro, pretty much every single side in total was in, was at, was at, uh, you know, was at risk. And that last drive for the Seahawks, Sebastian Jankowski pulled his hammy and that field goal attempt at the end of the first half. So he was apparently not available to even try to attempt a, you know, a, a, a gimme type of a, a field goal for them. Uh, I was desperately hoping they would just trot Dixon out there and have him try to kick a 30 yarder instead of forcing the issue going for the touchdown and then scoring the two point conversion. <laughs> that was, that was oh pretty crazy because you know, yeah. they missed that two point conversion and it's a four point game and you know, none of this drama exists. The only people that were really swung would have been under backers and uh, the teaser people would have been happy. Right. Um, instead, yeah, see, we had the, we had the, the second half over and it does flip a lot. Of yeah. Things. I had that. Uh, I had that teaser. We had the second half over. We'd have been more than happy with, and I guess I was a little nervous, not knowing what what he could do as a place kicker. But I mean, they were darn close. And if I feel like if if Janikowski's healthy, they probably kick that field goal right away if they're half smart. But yeah. they got put in kind of. It was kind of a goofy situation. Like that is a weird situation to have a kicker hurt during a playoff game. I, I yeah, don't think you can use that as an excuse because they're he's he's oh, yeah, successfully the drop kick. Uh, Doug Flutie did it. Yeah, you, we yeah. saw in the uh, in whatever the hell his onside kick attempt was uh, that he would have been pretty easily he could have pretty easily uh, converted a twenty to you know thirty five yard field goal with that exact kick. 
So I, you know, I, I have a tough time understanding exactly why they didn't just preserve as much time as possible, uh, kick the field goal. And then they probably, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what the timeout situation was, but, uh, um, but they, yeah, they, boy, they, they definitely needed a, a more effective attempt at an onside kick. That was pathetic. Uh, Pete Carroll really that's let a, that one. That's a good go. off season I mean, topic for go. us. Like, should they change that rule? Yes. Like, the rules yes. make it almost impossible. Like it, yeah. it's super not fun. Like they, too, they yeah. want why, scoring. Why they want competitive games. Yeah, yeah, right. Why did they change right. it? I don't know why it's terrible though. It's, it's terrible that they changed it. I don't want a two score game to be out of reach with two minutes to play and no timeouts. Like I don't want that to be the case. Um, and I wish they would change it back or make it easier to recover an onside kick even. Um, so let's, but you know, reg- regardless of all of that, we want to break down a little bit more in detail. One, uh, it was a pretty fluky catch that uh, kind of kept Dallas from putting that one away earlier. Uh, but overall, it felt like this was opportunity missed on the half of the Seahawks. Or the turnovers, uh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, boy. Um, Seahawks were making where everything was available that they wanted in the passing game. Uh, and for whatever reason, they were establishing the run in the fourth quarter down two scores. It was, you know, it was exactly what we would have expected out of a Brian Schattenheimer offense. Uh, and it was pretty pathetic. So uh, Seahawks should think, think very hardly about where they're going with the future of their offense, because I do not expect them to be contending for a playoff spot next year. If they try out the same approach, they got pretty unlucky to get into the playoffs this year with that approach. Um, and uh, yeah, cost them when it counted most. Uh, Dallas gets basically, yeah, it's such a weird thing. Like, how that game felt like I don't know if these two things can both be true at the same time, yet I feel like they are. Though we said it earlier, like, I felt like the Seahawks could have won that game, but at the same time, I felt like the Cowboys could have won that game by like 21. (laughs) Like, I, I think both things can be true. Like, both teams are just so bad to themselves. It's just some of the play calls and the execution too. It's just, it was a, it was kind of a shitty game, even though yeah. it was kind of exciting at the end. I agree with that. Um, okay. So then uh, Dallas Cowboys, um, well, yeah, it was a shitty game. It was, it was absolutely terrible. I mean, until like the fourth quarter, finally a, an interesting game broke out, but it was pretty, it was pretty horrific. Dak Prescott and um, I, you know, he showed some confidence. He showed some poise. Uh, he didn't choke. That's more than you could say for a lot of the other younger quarterbacks in the playoffs. Um, the refereeing was a little weird and definitely influential. Yeah. Um, but all this said, Dallas now heads to L.A. for the nightcap on Saturday. The second straight primetime game. Uh, trip out to beautiful Los Angeles. Mm. I'm surprised this I, I hadn't really given this one much thought because I expected the Bears not to poop their pants and I thought we would see LA Chicago. And I did not really think hard about what an LA Dallas line would look like. And I look up at seven and a half on the opener and I think, wow, really? Seven and a half? Um, I would have guessed this one would have been more like seven, six and a half. And it's already starting to see a little bit of money come in on the, on the boys, uh, down to seven at pinnacle. In fact, actually minus seven is, is, uh, they're giving you a very, very favorable plus one Oh four price right now at pinnacle. So that's probably on its way to six and a half. Um, Dallas six and a half. Don't love it. 
Um, Dallas at seven and a half, liked it a lot. Um, Dallas at seven, mm, probably about right. Um, the Rams scare me. The Rams haven't looked good. Uh, going back to their week 11 win against the Chiefs pre-buy, um, I don't really have a full understanding of what the contributing factors to their late season swoon was. Um, of course they won yeah, well, games, but we, they still we will, they didn't we'll get like to that themselves. on Wednesday too, but yeah. So, we'll, you know, we'll, I mean, I guess we'll dive just, deeper into that, but yeah, like I'm, I'm puzzled too, where that's like, that's like my main homework for the next couple of days is to kind of look at those games and maybe some of the situations. Cause it, it, it was like a completely different team at times. After it was, that. it was, they were like they the have, presumptive uh, Super Bowl favorites. I mean, everyone was giving oh, them the clearly. trophy. This team yeah, is so good sure. well, sure. up and down the field. The defense yeah. hasn't even played that good yet. Can you imagine this team's going to win by 30? And then they just looked like shit at times. Yeah. Like, how and, many points uh, did they score against the bears? Like nine, six. Even that scene, even it was, that would game was utterly uncompetitive. You think uh, the bears game wasn't very competitive. They duck. Eagles game wasn't very competitive. They lost 30 to 23 to the Eagles. Uh, and they lost, yeah, they they scored like nine points against the Bears. That was awful. Um all of this goes to say though, uh, they're seem vulnerable on paper. Um it is worth noting that Goff got his playoff debut stinker out of the way last year. Uh, against at home sure, against sure. the uh, Falcons. Um presumably. Uh, if he looks a little bit less uh, shaky, we might see a you know a, 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 a more confident performance out of Goff. Although he's a confidence player and he hasn't looked confident in a while, um, I haven't really landed on a side on this one. Uh, I still have a lot of thinking to do. Uh, do you have any? Oh, I, I should take that back. I love the over in this one. Forty nine points, uh, Dallas has a fine defense on paper um that but they can be they can be they can be scored on absolutely they can be scored on and the rams defense is you know pretty atrocious with the maybe their one strength potentially neutralized by the dallas offensive line the fact that this is uh in the 40s is a shocking to me um i'm almost certainly going to bet an over in this spot uh do you have any gut instinct that tells you that know this is a, the right number 49 and that I should think about this in more, more carefully before jumping in. It feels a touch low, but not like, I don't think there's some huge edge because I, I still have to see. It feels like a live betting game to me because like you said, the, the same thing with the side, um, we missed a good number. I feel a lot worse on the other side of seven and the total feels like 50, 50, 50 seems fair. Like right around 50 seems like a good number. I think, I think so. I mean, I, I in, unless all of a sudden the Rams like, uh, or what, w- what is the total? I guess I thought it was higher. 49. 49. Yeah. 40. Yeah. 49, 50. That, that feels like a fair number. I I would lean over, but again, the Rams, just because of what the Rams are capable of, I just don't know if they're capable of doing it again. It's it, it all come, it all comes down to like the last few games of what happened with LA. It was really weird how they just it's like a team turned a corner, but the other way. They have some, okay. they have some goofy results. Let's, so let's I don't I don't know how yeah. I feel about the Rams putting up a shitload of points. 
Okay. I, I feel like uh, I don't know that we're going to see a lot more market movement in Indy KC. We might see more market movement here, right? This one's, this is a raw number. We know people did not, there was not like a good amount of time where people were, you know, kind of, you know, chewing on this, thinking about what side they want on the open. Uh, and I could see we wake up tomorrow morning and it's six and a half in favor of the Rams and totals like 50 and a half or 51. Um, do I get 49 now or does it not matter? This isn't a 28-21 game to me. This is a 31-20, 31-24 kind of game. Man, I just don't see the Cowboys scoring that much. You don't think they're going to get to 24? Zeke Elliott? And, uh, and I don't think they're, I don't think they're getting to 28. Going up, going up against this. Going up against this. They get, so they okay. – oh, yeah, No, I, mean, I, I think, I think they're going to lean on the run. I think yeah, they're going to – yeah, they're I think gonna they're going to lean 20s. on the run, and they're going to get into the twenties. Cowboys, Cowboys are going to get into the twenties here. I, I, I would be, I would be, I would be floored if the Cowboys don't get into the twenties. This will um, be the greatest coaching. This is the greatest coaching mismatch in the playoffs that we'll have, unless the Cowboys win another game. Uh, you like, would say I just that feel like I just feel Anthony like. Lynn. The next game we're yeah. about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think Garrett's worse than Anthony Lynn. Okay, McVeigh is a bigger mismatch and I think, over Garrett. Than well, and ju- especially especially from a just a scheming standpoint, and the and then the you, it trickles down to talent too. Yeah, I still I still think it is. No shade mm-hmm. to Belichick, but I Garrett is Garrett. I mean, just the Garrett Linehan combo. Yuck! Like I. I don't think it's going to go well for the Cowboys. Okay. As much as that seven and a half was enticing for like a backdoor, I don't know if like 24, 28 points is some sort of guarantee. Mm, okay. Hmm. That's something to think about. Um, okay. The uh, the Rams defense to me is the suspect unit here. Um, they can rush the passer. Aaron yeah, Donald but they've been more player, suspect but, against yeah. the run. Well, who has a who has a more dynamic running attack than the Cowboys, and who is more stubborn than the Cowboys in terms of utilizing their running back in a specific way? I, I mean, they're yeah. obviously Seattle, but and see, we saw with Seattle. I mean, here's here's the here's 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 where my gut is telling me this isn't over. This feels like Seahawks Rams, and what do we see in the two Seahawks Rams games? The first one was thirty three thirty one, the second one was thirty six thirty one. Um, if the Cowboys get to 31 points, I will not even be remotely phased in this game at all. And it's mostly because of the way that they, I mean, the, 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 we just saw it. The, the Cowboys and the Seahawks are like the Spider-Man meme. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's two teams looking at each other that are the same freaking identity. Um, I think they can do exactly what the Seahawks did twice to this team in terms of uh, putting pressure on them. Um on the flip side, I think the Rams had rested. We're a full squad. You know, everybody's healthy for the Rams except for Cooper Cup. Uh, and um, I think they're going to be pretty dangerous on offense as well. I think they get into the 30s pretty comfortably. This is this is an overplay. The question is just do I do it now or do I wait until I can sell a couple points and get better odds on like 50 and a half, 51 tomorrow morning? I don't know if the moves. I, I, it feels right to me. Maybe I'm yeah. off, but it feels like okay. the right number. 
Okay. And the side, the side and the total are awful close. Like I probably won't be involved in this game unless we do some live betting or some sort of halftime line. You don't have any action futures action on Dallas or the Rams, right? You want whoever wins no. this game to go to the Big Easy and get mode. Yes, very much so. Okay, uh, let's talk about then Sunday's game. Not to say I won't. Uh, I'm going to be looking at futures tomorrow. There, there might be some ads. I might have to uh, take some more positions because that's fun. I think that's yeah. more fun than betting the games. Yeah, I mean, the real question is, can Nick Foles go back to L.A. and do what he did a couple weeks ago uh, and pull off uh, an upset in Los Angeles uh, and go to the Super Bowl for the second straight year? Uh, but let's hold off on Eagles talk for just a second. Um, I Because I, I don't know what I did to Nick Foles in another life to get this set of results against him, but it's really something. Um, let's talk about the AFC, the second matchup in the AFC, which is the morning look. You made some great points about what the Chargers ought to do in terms of travel prep. I don't, if I, if we hear that they showed up in LA, you know, after a trip home from Baltimore and that they're going out, you know, and doing another trip across the country, I'm going to be a real, real, real nervous about them. Um, we know what Belichick and the Patriots have done to redefine their identity. Uh, we know that Brady is not 100%. I'm pretty sure he has an MCL sprain or tear. Um, and uh, the Patriots are as vulnerable as they have ever been, and they are going up against the best team in the AFC in the Chargers. Whether or not the Chargers play like the best team in the AFC on Sunday, Sunday is a different question. It's going to be about 25 degrees. There's going to be about 10-mile-an-hour wind. Uh, I doubt we see snow, but that would be flipping cool. Um, Tom Brady and Philip Rivers, uh, are there any obvious matchup advantages you see for either team as you look at the way that this game matches up. I want to, I want to leave a lot of thoughts on this one for, for Wednesday because I've got a lot to say on this one, but I will say, I just, I mean, even though pinnacle shading more towards the chargers, which is kind of wild. I thought, I thought you'd see some new England money and I bet you do see a bunch of new England money game day, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, torn on what to do with this game at the moment but yeah let's uh let's get deep into this one on uh on wednesday i think uh okay well, well let I mean, me it's probably, you, it's let me probably the most interesting i think it's the most interesting game uh without a doubt it's obviously it's the closest line yeah it's yeah I, I mean maybe the maybe colt's chiefs is more interesting that I mean, colt's chiefs should be phenomenal to watch i can't wait to watch that game yeah uh no, i can't wait to watch this game either Chargers patriots is going to be very very tough um, other than the fact that you're going up against the greatest quarterback of all time, there are a lot of advantages uh, in this game that, that would point right, towards Rivers, the Chargers. That's good. Um, <laughs> uh, no, see, but, uh, let me, let me push you a little bit on, on predicting where this market goes. Um, Penny opened at four, Chris opened at five. Uh, it's, it's at four and a half pretty much across the board right now. Do you, and I was telling you earlier, like, you know, Hey, this is, I think this is a Chargers game. I think this is the Chargers look here. I think they keep this as like the you know, team with the ball last wins, uh, field goal kind of type of you know t- type of uh, margin of victory here. Just take the four and a half now. You were thinking we were going to get to six. Um, you you know seeing how this is shaped up. Do you think really it's going to take until game day Sunday for this to get all the way in favor of uh, New England, or do you think uh, as bets start getting cashed and people start rolling money and that they start run into the window to grab Tom Brady and Bill Belichick at home. And th- then maybe that's it too. And I will say like, it, it happens all year 
where ESPN or Fox Sport, whatever, the, the narratives, cowards, you know, uh, what's his face, Skip, anybody, they start running with these narratives. They get just pounded in your face on social media, on ESPN, on the radio, on everything. And it's going to be Philip Rivers has never beaten Brady. And this is you know the Patriots it's their time of year they their record and their record against the spread in the divisional round at home and how this is just kind of an automatic game and they always make the AFC title game and I think you're just going to see Patriots money come in from the public heavily off all that shit and I I'm I have some Chargers liability anyway so I'm more than happy to wait for that to happen and hopefully see uh, see a little bit better number not, not, I wouldn't be excited if I got like a five, five and a half. I'd love to see just a shitload of Patriots money pour in and get myself a six. But who knows? I might just stay put. I mean, Pinnacle shaded towards the Chargers right now. Yeah, I think that's just because they opened on the wrong side of Chris and they're yeah. balancing. I don't think that's indicative of where this number goes. Um, probably about a four point advantage, home field advantage for the Patriots in Foxborough. Um, in the playoffs, which means they think the Patriots are a slightly better team than the Chargers. That's tough swallow. That's a tough swallow. It really is. On a neutral field, that these two teams would be a pick on is tough, tough to swallow. Um, but yeah, let's save save some more talk. I don't think I'm going to make a move on this total 47. If I had to think of anything, I would think no, the under perfect. 47. But for if that's the perfect number, yeah, this is um 24 23 type of game. The way I see it. And I don't know exactly who's going to win. Uh, Nick Foles, man, what the hell? I cannot believe that we are here talking about divisional round of the playoffs. And Nick Foles is in the discussion. Eagles coming off of a truly miraculous double doink win against the uh, Bears. Uh, you could it was it was like slow motion. The end of that game was like slow motion. The oh, guy, yeah, the doinks. yeah, yeah the and not just not just the doinks, but the whole last series. Like you know, when when Doug Peterson is, you know, Are you, forcing, have you looked at Twitter at all on that? Like it got tipped. That kick got tipped. Oh yes, it definitely There's got slow tipped. I, this footage. is not all. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know if you'd seen that yet. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have, yeah, I have, I have, I have. Um, but yeah. that, I just wanted to go back a second. You have the best defenses in the league. Uh, you're up by five. You need to stop a touchdown, and the Bears could do nothing. Um, they could not get after uh, Nick Foles. They could not put him on his back. They could not force him to speed up his progression. He found the open guy every time he needed to. Uh, Doug Peterson was cool as a cucumber. He gets down into uh, touchdown territory, and um, he is throwing long enough to get a first down, but not long enough to get a touchdown so that he knows he can run two plays, first and goal, second and goal. He can do running plays, just get back to the line of scrimmage, force Nagy to use two of his timeouts, puts them in a much tougher situation. Then he actually tries to convert on third down, doesn't quite doesn't quite connect. Fourth and goal, dials up an absolutely beautiful play. Nick Foles finds uh, Golden Tate. You, you know, before you You saw it happening and it's like a car crash in slow motion it was like oh nope there it is touchdown um the two-point conversion attempt was utterly it was as close a call as i've ever 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 seen i don't i still don't know if he broke the imaginary line um what was the other game the uh the cowboys game where they put the wall up 
you know, they had like the digital wall and they showed you that the, like the ball did break the plane and that it was a touchdown on one of the Cowboys touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, yeah, come they, on science. Like yeah, get on science. it. Like get, get, we yes, talked about this seriously. in the tennis chat. We have Hawkeye, we have VAR and soccer. I mean, there's all kinds of crazy. I mean, just even the people that do like the, the stat track or what a stat cast for baseball or even who, who are the people that do the thing that show the, the path of the ball on the home run derby, get yeah, those people right. on the phone. Yeah. Somebody yeah. who likes sports and computer stuff and they need to figure something out because it sucks to just have it down to human error. Yep. It's really, really incredible. And, um, I yeah, yeah I, I thought it was. You no, know, I, I can't. I couldn't great. tell you what happened on that play. Who knows? I, I, I did. It was so close. But regardless, uh, it gave the Bears just enough time, one timeout, uh, to move down the field. You could tell they were, you know, they felt like they were close enough for Parky. Um, there was Mitch made a pretty bad decision, I thought, to not get together his crew to clock it instead of using the timeout uh, after they had that big thirty-yard gain. Um, and he made a pretty bad decision when he threw it kind of poorly to, uh, his outside receiver who got tackled inbounds on the second, you know, what was that first or second down, whatever it was he had to then clock it again, yeah. uh, which prevented them from really making a meaningful attempt to get closer. I'm not exactly sure what the third down play call was. They were going for the touchdown, but it wasn't really even that it wasn't good, good. play. It wasn't a good play. I don't know what they were thinking. Um, and, you know, that easily could have been interrupted, I felt like, too, for the Eagles. But the Eagles secondary was soft. They were there for the taking, and it took Nagy way too long uh, to really figure out the right way to attack that team. Mitch was happy feet a lot of that game. Uh, threw uh, a couple of balls that should have been pretty easy picks, I thought. Um, and every time they were kind of on the bubble of, you know, of getting close enough to attempt a field goal, they made a negative play. So the Bears kind of deserve to lose. Uh, and Nick Foles is having really not that great of a game. You know, the fact that he was able to stand in the pocket and deliver when in, uh, they had their backs against the wall is a credit to him and his, um, you know, his intestinal fortitude, I guess. Uh, do you give him any kind of a puncher's chance heading down to New Orleans? Uh, or are they, um, you know, are they going down there for uh, an, the ass kicking of the weekend? They are ten point dogs. Total is fifty one. Yeah, I want. I want to say first game say the ass kicking non competitive. It's like you talked about with Nagy, and we talked about with um, Lynn. It's like it's like they have never watched the other team play a game before. Like when Lynn is pounding it up the gut in side the one with uh, you know on first and goal with a stacked box or Nagy isn't attacking that secondary or just multiple all season long it's like the the most basis thing you need to attack like hey this is their weakness and you're not maybe it's not your greatest strength but you're not bad at it maybe you should exploit that or this is their strength maybe you shouldn't dive right at it so I don't know like if 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 Sean Payton has watched any tape and has done any scouting, he should know they should be throwing the ball. I mean, just go right after those corners, and they should score a lot of points, and the game should be non-competitive. But who knows? Because I've been fooled before. I've been fooled this weekend many times. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that's how it should go. Who um, who are we expecting to really be the beneficiary of the soft secondary? 
uh, in the receiving game for the Saints because they really have kind of just the one note in Michael Thomas. And then the guy with the next most catches on their, their team is Ben Watson. Uh, this is, of course, besides the running backs who are a huge, huge part of their passing game, obviously. Yeah, they're spread it um, around a lot to the, like yeah, you said, I mean, a tight end. Traquan's tight end running backs. And, you know, are these guys going to be impactful players? Can't Keith Kirkwood, is he even still on the active squad? I like, um, I like Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith, I like him. Yeah, sure. Most, um, I just, I had him on a fantasy Josh team uh, a couple weeks ago yeah. in DraftKings. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, there. I think they're more than a one trick pony, but that, I think it is kind of that. The, the numbers don't look great because outside of Thomas, they spread it around a ton, and I think that's that's going to be a problem too. If if you're not, uh, you know, you can you can double up you can double up one guy, but if you got six other people that are decent receivers, it's it's still going to be the same problem. You, you just don't have enough good coverage guys. You don't have good coverage backers. You don't have good defensive backs. It's going to be a, it's going to be an issue. So here's the question then. If New Orleans gets theirs in this game and they get into the 30s, uh, is the overlook at 51? Um, is Nick Foles in Philadelphia they're going to be forced to chuck? Uh, I, I, they barely even freaking ran the ball today, which was credit to them. They knew that they were one-dimensional and they owned it. Um, but you know, are they going to be able to, um, you know, put up points against a better defense in New Orleans? Uh, are they? They're not really better than the Bears. So that was kind of a misstatement. Um, are they going to be able to put up points against uh, the Saints uh, more so than they did last time? Uh, last time they went down to the Big Easy with Carson Wentz, where they scored seven. It was a non-competitive game. Um, you know, what are we expecting out of the Philadelphia Eagles in terms of a scoreline here? And is it going to be enough points to get this overhaul hanging at a relatively low 51? Yeah, I mean, if it goes, if my narrative is even, yeah, if my narrative is halfway correct and the Saints get theirs and they can move and they get a lot of points, like, I didn't think Foles looked terrible. He had some, that one pick, I mean, that's on the receiver. You got to fight for that. But I mean, between the twenties, they seem to move pretty nicely against a pretty good defense. So I mean, if they can execute, get some touchdowns rather than field goals and turnovers, I I think they'll get they get seventeen, they get twenty one. You know, it's it's not like a hard lane, but it does feel a touch slow for just how much I think New Orleans would be able to score if they keep their foot on the gas. Yeah. They got 24 against the Redskins. And you know what happens when, pretty, you, when you, if you do run out to a big yeah, sure. lead? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It's a playoff game. You're not going to, it's not a game where, yeah, playoff, it's playoffs. You don't, it doesn't matter if you're down four scores. You you have to keep, you, you don't just, you know, put the backup quarterback in like you do in, uh, which they already have, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, you know what I'm saying? When a team, when a game starts to that a hand and said, well, let's take Stafford out so he doesn't get hurt, which you've seen that a few times with the Lions. Yeah. But, uh, I, I would say it, 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 back, backdoor, yeah. backdoor point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the only game we've seen the uh, Eagles get suppressed offensively this whole year was the at the Saints where they held them 2-7. That game still made it over the total uh, thanks to the Saints scoring 48. Um that was a weird game. That was a super weird game. I got the opener on the over, and it closed like three like three points higher, and it landed in the middle, if I remember right. So yeah, 50, I think I had over 54. I think it got that up to 57, and it landed with 55. Um, that was a fun one. Eagles, Nick Foles, 
can we please get him out of the playoffs before I lose any more money betting against this motherfucker? We should bet on him. Like that way he'll be gone. <laughs> I think that's all it takes. You have to bet on him and he'll lose. Eagles, uh, just put 10 bucks on Eagles money line. That's all it'll take. Even I need that. you to do that. Okay. All right. Eagles money line is my bet for the Sunday night game. Good, good call. Um, let's get hit. Let's get this clown out of here so he can stop ruining let's, my, my playoff experience. Um, okay. All right. Good deal. So, uh, no early leans or early action for you then in summary, except you've already played an over on Indy KC. And I, mm-hmm. what did you get? What number did you get? We talked about this yesterday. I, I actually, scope, but I can't remember. I think I got a 56. 56? 50, yeah. No, I have a, I have a 55. It's already at it's already at it's already at fifty seven technical. Yeah. yeah. Um I think I don't think that it matters. I mean, what, what did it get. open? There was a there was a number that wasn't there for very long. I want to say fifty four and a half, more. I think. Yeah, I think I yeah, saw that, that was not I didn't I didn't see it. It wasn't there for me. Yeah, I think this I think this game ends thirty four thirty one. Uh Colts. Colts. Yeah, right. That's right. <laughs> Could barely say that with straight face. Uh, I hope the Colts win. That'd be fun. Um, okay. Well, let's uh, let's put a pin in this then. Not give away too much of where we're going with this until we record the longer format podcast with our uh, with our friend on Wednesday. And uh, with that, have a wonderful night. Hope Wild Card Week was Always. fun for you. All right. It was Bears. a wild right. Wild Card. Yeah. If any, we have any, if we have any Chicago, until I join you. right. If we have any Chicago fan friends listening, our sympathies are with you. That was a really tough way to get eliminated. Um, but the future is bright with Matt Nagy and that, that crew and that defense, I think in Chicago. So you shouldn't get too down on yourselves. Um, and uh, who else really had a tough beat? I guess that's really it. Um, we have some Houston friends. That was a pretty sad performance for the Texans. Yeah, they weren't that good. No, uh, I'm sad. Sad that the Houston didn't. Even look, I've said this game. time and time again, and I, honestly, I feel bad for a couple players like uh, Russell Wilson too, actually. But I feel bad for Watson. He could be a quite the talent. He could be an All Pro quarterback. He just gets hit so much. Attempted murder by Bill O'Brien every time they put that offensive line out on the field. <laughs> like that that that's just such a huge problem for them. They, that could be a team that uh if they can get a few extra pieces, they could make a deep run in the playoffs. But yeah. you can't have your quarterback getting hit 150 times a year. I don't know. I don't know, man. If they bring Shot and I were back and there's it's not an overnight fix for that offensive line. Uh I think they are sus- uh, they're a team that does not make back to the playoffs next year, but we'll see. All right, man. Let's wrap this up. Good job. Good, good pod. That was right on, right on the nose. Uh, and I'll talk to you Wednesday. I like it. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs>